Welcome to The Thought Vault, where we learn to unlock our minds to live with more purpose and bold intention. I'm your host, Emily Vermillion. Take a deep breath and let's get started. Hey everyone, in today's episode of The Thought Vault, we are going to talk about motivation. I struggle with motivation. I overthink things and I suffer, yes, suffer from perfectionism. And these two things are huge motivational blocks. So, you know, we all have dreams and goals that we want to achieve no matter the scale, but do you keep finding yourself no further along year after year? Are you constantly resetting the resolution clock every New Year's? Me, I'm raising my hand. I've been there. So let's dive into what motivation is and how we can get more of it. Last week, we talked about the false beliefs we all have at some point in life. It's a great precursor to today's episode because it can shed some light on mindset problems that you might be having simultaneously dealing with motivation, and that can all hinder your ability to stay motivated. So make sure to go back and listen to last week's episode if you haven't already. Assuming that you have, though, let's think about the false beliefs you may be wrestling with in light of this conversation. Keep those in the back of your mind. It will help you to make a stronger connection between these two conversations. So first off, what is motivation? Well, motivation is the energy and or reason to act or behave in a certain way. The most powerful and domineering section of our brain is structured around our survival, and it's very impulsive. It's always looking for the easy way out. You'll always be prone to blindly follow its lead until you understand why and how it works and decide to do it differently. Our brains are comprised of three main sections that function at three different levels. So low level or the reptilian brain, this includes our brain stem and is connected to our spinal column. It controls our most basic unconscious and automatic functions like breathing, heart beating, temperature changes, electrical currents, neurotransmissions, all the things that we're not really having to think consciously about doing for our body to stay alive. The mid-level or mammalian brain, which is in parentheses, our limbic system, it creates and controls emotions, stores short and long-term memories. It's the socially aware part of our mind, and it's responsible for motivation and our survival instincts like fight, flight, or freeze. It responds in the present or near future time, and the thalamus at this level is also an area that provides communication with the other sections of our brain both higher and lower. It's the most responsible area for the actions that we take, this middle limbic mammalian brain. (laughs) High level or human brain, which is also known as the neocortex, this is our large brain and is the logic center that is responsible for reasoning, problem solving, our creativeness, language, and high-level communications. Although these three sections are very distinct and have very different things going on, they do have a synergistic relationship and communicate between each other. They share responsibilities for keeping us a well-rounded person. So why is it that we prefer pizza over salad and broccoli? Why do we resist doing that grueling workout? Why do we spend countless hours on our mobile devices or watching TV? Because our most powerful motivational and emotional drivers in our brain reside in our mid-level mammalian brain, our limbic system. And our actions at this level, at this mid-level, are motivated by three deeply rooted survival instincts. First, to seek out pleasure. This is where we are trying to find pleasure, happiness, comfort, meeting our desires. Think of things like food, relationships, um, acceptance, recognition, drugs, alcohol, the things that trigger our mind. 
with pleasure. The second thing that's motivating to this part of the brain is to avoid pain, physical and mental. So these are where our fears, anxieties, and and angers reside. This is where we are trying to be motivated to not feel hurt in any way. The third motivation in this part of our brain comes from the from the desire to conserve energy. And this is the part that I'm always preaching about. Our brain does not want to expend a lot of energy. And that's because this part of our brain, which is the major factor in our decision making, is focused on keeping us well. And so the best way to do that is for us to have lots of storehouses of energy. So anything that is going to be challenging or take extra brain power, I like to call it, or physical energy, our brain immediately, the motivation to do that is going to be very little to none. Um, And so this is a big part of understanding how your brain works and how it can really help you get an understanding of how to overcome what our natural tendencies are outside of really our control. It's just our natural instinct and how if we understand this part, we can overcome that natural instinct. So these three instincts have been coined the motivational triad, and it's crucial to learn and understand why they do what they do, the effects that they have on our decision making so that we can instill different habits in our life to really give us the change that we're desiring. The motivational triad is there first and foremost to protect us and keep us alive and kicking. So it's not a bad thing. We all have it and we all do need this aspect of our mind to keep us well and keep us functioning at a good level, of course. But it can cause us to be overly cautious, risk averse, hesitant, and especially combining that with today's information age where much of our stimulation is now mental and we are being satisfied through our laptops and mobile devices, this leaves us very vulnerable to like a sedentary lifestyle. It's easy for us to just consume and not expend or challenge ourselves. So we have to really, really be mindful of this type of balance in our life and what we're doing a lot of the time. A lot of our stimulation is mental. And so we have to really understand how our mind works so we can make it work for us and not against us. The motivational triad is the impetus that activates chemical neurotransmitters that either stimulate or depress motivators that spark the activation energy. That's like the kickstart to get things going either in your mind or physically, it's the start of motivation. So never mind, you know, combining that with whether the results are good or good or bad, you have to overcome this initial part of ourselves, this instinctual part that keeps us from having motivation. And foods, for instance, those tasty comfort foods that are generally not good for us are filled with neurochemical inducing ingredients like sugar, carbohydrates, and fats. So eating a donut will trigger a hit of dopamine, which is a euphoric neurotransmitter that is one of the most powerful motivational drivers, which spikes and sends us on an immediate high. The problem is that dopamine spikes diminish after performing that same activity over and over. So each time it takes more of the same activity to produce that same dopamine high that you originally had, which is why, for instance, addiction to drugs and alcohol get worse and so, and are so difficult to break because your mind kind of, your mind becomes dependent on that high, but it inevitably takes more and more and more of it to give you that same feelings. Miraculously, our brain is very high functioning and waiting like in the wings of this part of our mind. We are very human and we can overcome strong survival urges that our mid-level limbic system erects in our way. So this is the part where we have to activate that high level, that neocortex part of our mind 
to overcome those things. Our neocortex has the ability to reason and research and apply logic to decision making. And if we're not activating that neocortex, then we're literally living on our instincts of survival, which don't get us very far. So when our mammalian middle brain tells us that it sucks to get up really early to do a hard workout or to make a better food option or to tackle this project that you need to get done, the neocortex gets involved and can convince us otherwise. Yeah, you may not feel like getting up, but then your neocortex engages and says, but you're going to feel better afterwards. The prefrontal cortex learned all about the benefits of a healthy lifestyle and how and what it will provide for us down the road. So if we just bite the bullet, embrace having to get up early and being cold for a moment, it can change our lives for the better. It also lets us know about just how good you felt after your exercise or how awesome it felt to get that promotion or even to open the doors to your organized closet because you had the motivation to clean it out. To get this area of the brain engaged, you have to pause your thoughts that you're that are trying to stop you. You have to tell yourself the truth. Working out makes me strong. God gave me this body to use. I can do all things through Christ. God does not forsake me. I am created for purpose. These are some of the things I tell myself when I'm really mentally feeling aggravated or stuck or not motivated, unmotivated, I should say. As we learn and take control over our more primitive urges, we can also be effective at literally rewiring or changing how our brain responds and adapts to the stimuli and environment. This is a brain development and growth mechanism called neuroplasticity, and it is how we can make permanent lifestyle changes stick. One, which is kind of a silly example, but it, it is a good example of this nonetheless, and my life has been stopping the consumption of soda. I quit in the 10th grade. I literally went from multiple sodas a day to zero. The precipice, I gave up soda for a Lenten season. It was like a challenge. All my friends, like we picked something to give up and I gave up soda. And when Lent was over that year, I thought about how much better I felt not consuming it. And I remember being curious about this and I looked up like why, literally why soda is bad for me. (laughs) You can imagine what came up. Oh my goodness, an insane amount of articles about the ingredients that go into sodas, how they're manufactured, what they do to your body, how they give you, you know, the sugar high, make you crash, all the things. But one demonstration I saw was how Coke stripped off rust from a yard tool. And that was like a light bulb. I was completely turned off from soda. I literally would picture Coke eating away at my insides if I decided to drink it. So yeah, I was done. I've only had a couple cans of ginger ale when I had the stomach flu four years ago when I was pregnant with Banks. That's literally it. Like I literally do not ever, ever drink soda because I had that light bulb moment. I connected my mammalian brain pleasure to my neocortex logic and reason. And I literally never looked back. Like it doesn't even cross my mind that, yeah, I haven't really had soda since the 10th grade. It was just an automatic response to what I learned. Breaking away from that powerful, instinctual mental messaging that has been programmed within us by being wary of the constant bombardment of thoughts that come from our skeptical, cautious, and protective limbic system is not an easy thing to do. But just by knowing it's there and by using our advanced human brain to understand it and reason with it, that's our first step in taking command and leading ourselves to a more healthy and productive life. But realize that it is and always 
will be a constant fight for us to control. Often the challenge lies in us not being aware sometimes that we are allowing our limbic system to control us and not our neocortex. What can these things look like? Well, overconsumption and buffering. And what do I mean by that? Well, we tend to get in the habit of overconsuming, scrolling social media, binge watching TV, consuming too much alcohol, eating too many too much food, dropping our plan for the day and just going shopping instead because we're overwhelmed. There are all sorts of things that we habitually do to avoid or buffer ourselves from challenging ourselves outside of what is normal. We buffer with food, sleep, procrastination, filling up our schedules so that we're too busy to tackle other things that we know we need to do. We cause a lot of obstacles to overcome, which truly dampers the motivational factor in our lives. What's easier for us to be motivated by, which we've learned, are things that are pleasurable, pain-avoiding, and energy-conserving. So buffering is really about giving into those motivations. We must learn to recognize that we are buffering and stop ourselves in order to think about what we are avoiding. This way, we can move past that negative thought, that negative line of thinking, and motivate ourselves with our neocortex, envisioning what life would be like when we make the concerted effort to do it differently, to make the better choice, to sit down and finish that task or project to learn the word no. All of these things will help us engage our logical brain and give us motivation to engage in a certain way with the choices that we make. We all know the saying that when we're saying no to one thing, we are saying yes to something else. Think about what you would need to let go of in order to make room for the things you truly desire. We all know what logically is required of us to make a change. So stop living in denial. Knock, knock, knock. This is your wake up call. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts, your minds, and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 4 4-7. Up to 95% of our days are habitual. Neuroscientists have discovered that we spend more than half of our days on autopilot, completing and focusing on the same task day in and day out. In the bright words of Albert Einstein, life is a preparation for the future. The best preparation for the future is to live as if there were none. That's eye-opening. You've heard me say it over and over again. We don't know how much time we have or what's to come. Life is going to have parts to deal with. And we're going to have grievances we have to walk through. But we get to decide how we do that. Are we going to continue digging out the same path? Or are we going to forge a new one for ourselves? When is the right time? If we don't know what's in the future, what are we waiting for? Why are we making excuses? It takes effort to make a new path, to choose a different pattern. Burdened by the lack of change and disappointment, to find myself at the same starting point over and over and over again keeps me wanting to keep going, to stay motivated, to enact the logical side of my brain instead of giving in to avoiding pain, seeking pleasure, or conserving energy. It will serve us to learn about motivation, what motivates us individually, and how to engage our brain to work with us and not against us. We all are motivated differently. Motivation is not hard to sustain. A lot of people will say that it is, but it's really not. Once you activate more than just your limbic system, your mammalian brain, 
your logical brain, the human part of us that makes us capable of all the things that we're capable of doing through Christ is a huge example of us being intentional and taking time to really get things done and not just live in the motions. There can be hiccups and hangups, but we are able to truly make changes when we choose to intentionally live each day with our hearts focused on Christ and our minds open to what God has brought before us and the determination to stick it out. And that's what I want to encourage you today with this message. Yeah, change is hard. It's hard because it's not something you've done before. Your brain is very habitual. I say habit and habitual almost in every episode, but it's because we live in that place. And until we really like wake up and start our day with fresh eyes and new mercies that God has given us and live it to its fullest with an open mind, we're literally just repeating everything over and over and over again, wondering why nothing's changed, being disappointed about what we're doing with our lives, where we're at, where we want to be, being discouraged because we really don't see the vision of how it ever will be different. But you don't have to live in that place. You're living in that place because you're allowing that mid-level part of your brain to do all the thinking for you. You're putting in little effort to think differently, to change it, and to give yourself that motivating factor that literally can sustain you day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. And before you know it, you will be in an entirely different place than you were before. And you'll be experiencing life in a totally different new way. I find a lot of excitement and joy and hope and and even more motivation knowing this about myself and knowing how God created our brains to work because we need that survival mechanism in our brain. I most certainly would not want to have to be worried about blinking, making my heart beat, firing off all the signals to move my hands and my body. Like God created our brain to compartmentalize certain parts of our thinking so that we can have the ability to think deep. But what happens is this mid-level part of our brain that seeks pleasure, wants to avoid pain and wants to conserve energy. It's just, it's kind of like a drug. It's easy to allow ourselves to just fall into those things and be motivated by that rather than thinking harder and deeper and more fully. But when you do, just like with anything, when you put more effort into something, the the reward is so much greater. Talk about reaping what you sow. This is a great example of that in our day-to-day life. Notice what you're thinking about. Notice what's motivating you or what's not motivating you. See what's keeping you, you know, held back. Like we all know the answer to that. We all know what we could be doing better, what we need to change. We're just allowing our brain to say, meh, I'll do that next week. Take back control. Get back in the command seat. We can do it. We were created to, and God has given us limitless possibilities and opportunities in his name. We just have to be focused on the right things with our thinking and see the opportunities before us and be motivated by the fact that he is present in our lives working every day. And if we can get outside of those three instincts, those three natural things that keep us alive, yes, but hinder us from getting further in life, if we can really practice on relinquishing their control over us, wow. Let's end this episode with a prayer. Thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you, God, for giving us this message of hope and motivation. Thank you, God, for letting us understand how you created our brain to work, how miraculous it is, how it gives us opportunities every single day for new thoughts, for a new way of feeling, for a new way of doing this life that you've given us. 
Let us see every opportunity, every breath that we take as a blessing to do life our best, to feel things, to experience life, to see what's in front of us, and to ultimately know you more, Lord. When we are focused on you, we have a much fuller life, and everything flows from that. Please let that be our focus today, Lord, and every day going forward. We pray this in your precious name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Make sure that you are part of the Cool Kids Club and join us over in our Facebook group, The Bold Insiders. Simply go to boldpearls.com forward slash insiders to join this community, or you can click the link in the show notes below. If you are in a place of feeling stuck or not sure what to even get motivated about, check out a free resource available to any of you. Click the link in the show notes to grab the Unstuck Workbook, which will walk you through where you are, where you want to go. And I made this because I've been there. I know how it feels to not be content with what's going on in your life and having a longing for something more. So be sure to grab this resource for yourself. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show and leave a review, share the podcast and tag me. Until next time, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, Romans 12, 2. Go live with bold intention, everyone. Bye for now.